Yo, 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 what's up? What's happening, everyone? I am the host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that all of you are having a great day, great start to the work week, and I hope that all of you had a great Merry Christmas. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whatever time it may be, I thank all of you for joining this latest episode. All right, let's get the party started. For today's episode, let's talk about sensitivity. And when I say sensitivity, I'm specifically talking about the way we communicate with one another, whether it's opinionated or factual. And the reason why I decided to talk about sensitivity is because a incident happened with me recently between another, another individual. And here's what happened. I, I, I work at an animal store and this lady came in earlier in the week asking about a, a reptile. I, they asked questions. I helped them out, of course. And they told me that later within the week, they would come back and get all the materials, the reptile itself, so on and so forth. They came back. It was early in the morning. And as I was helping them, a certain colleague decided to insert themselves in the conversation. And not long after, it got to the point where this individual took over the conversation and essentially was doing my job for me. And once I noticed that, once I saw that, I, I shut down. I just said to myself, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this again. And I just walked away and did other stuff at the job. Now, here's why I shut down. And for those who don't know, I, I worked at a, another place, a telephone company. It's actually in one of my early episodes called The Wireless Company. Excuse me. And at that job, that happened a lot, a lot, where the managers, as I was beginning to help someone out with a phone, a service, whatever it may be, they sneakily inserted themselves in the conversation to the point where they took over the conversation. And they did it for evil reasons, greedy reasons, price gouging reasons. And this went on overall over a nine-month period, but it really was heavily obvious and clear as day for five months straight, four to five days a week, every week. Pretty much the only time where I was able to help someone out without any interruption, is when I was alone. (laughs) 
and I had no one to bother me. <laughs> so, again, I dealt with that for between five to nine months. And when that happened at this workplace, it was a trigger for me. And it brought me back to my, to my days at my former employer. So later on, after my colleague helped out the individual, did the business, the person was apologetic, well, sorrowful, let me put sorrowful, and for, for y'all who don't know me, I'm a, whatever you see on my face, that's how I am. If I'm pissed off, you're going to know that I am. If you see that I'm happy, you're going to know that I'm happy. If you see that I'm upset, you're going to know that I'm, I'm upset. If you know, if you see that I'm, I'm disappointed, you're going to know that I'm disappointed. I'm not one of these individuals that fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that because that's phoniness. That's phoniness. And... The, the fact is, we're human beings. There are going to be days and moments where we're sad, we're happy, we are angry, disappointed. We're humans. It happens. And to keep a smile on your face, knowing that <laughs> towards a certain individual, knowing that you're upset with them, to me, it's a, it's a bit of disingenuousness. And not to say that to mask that sadness by putting a smile on your face. But what I'm saying is, if you're genuinely upset, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to show that in a, in a peaceful manner. So, as I said, when my colleague was done helping the woman out with all the materials, the pad and whatnot. I asked my colleague to, I said, come with me. And we went to the back. Well, not the back, but right near the office area. And I expressed to this individual, look, I don't appreciate what you did because you inserted yourself in the situation. And, and this particular individual said that they have, they usually, when they talk about reptiles with people, they go on and on and on, and to use their words, they can't stop. So they said what they said, but here's what I said. I'm going to be transparent here, but what you're doing is getting annoying with me. And I explained to this individual the reason why it's getting annoying, because at times, and I gave examples, at times when I'm helping someone or I'm on the phone with someone, you come over Insert yourself directly or indirectly trying to help me out when I didn't ask for help. Now, this individual is doing it from a 
a great place. It's, it wasn't like my former employer. So let me make that clear. There was no evil intent whenever this individual does those things. But as someone who experienced people inserting themselves for five to nine months for wicked reasons, I explained to this individual, look, I love that you help people. I love that you want to help out your colleagues in any way, shape, or form. I love it. I would not tell you not to do that. But for me, when you, do, when you did this, when you did that, and then today with the insertion, that was a trigger for me. And that's why I shut down. I'm not a prideful person. I'm not. If I need help, I will ask for help. I've asked you for help. I've asked so-and-so for help. And pretty much everyone in the store for help in, at some point. I'm not a prideful person. And, and that's, that's what I said to her. So... This individual shut down and come to find out, I would say 10 to 15 minutes later, one of my other colleagues came to me and said, oh, you told so-and-so that they, they was annoying and now they're having a breakdown in the back end. They, they want to go home. And I'm, I'm just like, geez, I didn't even, and I said to the individual, I did not tell them they were annoying. I just said the things that they were doing was annoying. And I, and I said, I'm being transparent. What's the problem? What's the problem? Now, could I have said another word to soften that situation or could I have not said the word at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something that I'm consistently working on because I'm a blunt person. For those who know me, I'm blunt, I'm transparent, I'm a, I'm a yes and no individual, straight to the point straightforward. And the reason I'm that way, because Jesus said in the Bible, in, in Matthew 5, 37, but let your yes be yes and your no, no. But whatever is more than these is from the evil one. And that's transparency. That's bluntness. That's not sugarcoating. You can ask me any question about myself. And if it's a yes or no answer, you're going to get a yes or no answer. And if I need to explain certain things in context, I will, of course, do that. But most of the time, my answers will be yes or no. Or yeah or nah. <laughs> because when you start getting... In between, yeah, maybe, I don't know, kind of. That, that's, <laughs> that's being in the lukewarm arena. 
And we already know what the book of Revelation states about lukewarm people. And if you're not sure, look it up. <laughs> and that's why I'm so transparent. Because people need to express their opinion. And they should have the right to express their opinion however they want to. Because it's an opinion at the end of the day. Now, I'm not saying to be verbally violent. To say, in my situation, I could have said, you know what, you're getting on my, excuse my language, you're getting on my damn nerves with, with your nonsense. See, that's, vi that's verbally abusive. But what I said, again, I'm being transparent. I, okay, I'm just letting you know what, what you are doing, what you've been doing recently is annoying me. And I explained why that was the case. And I gave examples. You see with me, I'm a legalist, okay? So in the case of that situation, I will never accuse someone of doing anything without proof. Without proof. The first example I gave in that situation was the day prior, I was on the phone with someone regarding a brand and whether we had it. And this individual just came over and said, well, asked a couple of questions. And, and it just threw me off where I was on the phone longer than I should have been. And then another time was when I was on the phone and someone wanted a, a contact number for a, the subsidiary of my employer. And this individual came and gave me the phone number. I ain't got a problem with that. I got, again, I got a problem with people wanting to help. If they're doing it from the genuineness of their heart, I ain't got a problem with that. That's my purpose in life is to help people through the word of God. Yeshua, Hamashiach, and Yahweh. So, <laughs> again, going back to the story, once my colleague said, oh, now this individual's having to break down and things of that nature, I said to myself, you, you got to be kidding me. We're two adults. I, I get it. I, I get it. Words do hurt. They hurt. You know the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie because words do hurt. They absolutely hurt, especially when you're convicted by the Holy Spirit. You know, I... This incident, I'll give you another story. A while back ago, when a family member and I, we were talking about who was going to hang out on a certain day. And a certain family member brought up an individual that would be coming over. And I was clearly against it clearly against it because of their lifestyle. And I gave scripture after scripture. I gave example after example 
one of the scriptures, I'll just, I won't read it, but I'll, I will share it. Just let me find it first. Uh, I'll share it with it later. And, and we, 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 we had a, a disagreement. We had a disagreement. We were just conversing back and forth about it. And it, it got to the point where this individual... Okay, this, the scripture is in... Real quick. The scripture is in Second John verses... Verses 7 through 10. No, 7 through 11. So anyway, you could read, if y'all are interested, you could read that. Second John, verses 1, 7 through, 7 through 11. And we had a disagreement. But I was making my point strictly from the word of God. And it got to the point where this individual said two things. I hate people and I'm a fake Christian. That's what this person said. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So that's how the individual feels about me. But that's what's going to happen when you speak the truth in certain areas that people won't humble themselves in. And that's why the Bible reads to, to humble yourselves as a child. Because if you don't humble yourselves as a child, you won't see the kingdom. And, I, and I'll, I'll share that scripture real quick. It's in Matthew 18.4. Therefore, whoever humble, humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You got to humble yourself. You got to. In areas where you, you've, you've been operating in for a long time, an area that will hit emotionally, you got to humble yourself and you say, you know what? I understand that it's been a tradition. It's something that's deemed normal within the family. But this ain't of God. This ain't godly. And I'm going to stand with God, regardless of what people say about me, regardless of how they view me. I know how God views me, and he views my name in the Lamb Book of Life. Hallelujah. And that's what I mean about we can't care about people's sensitivity when we're going against the word of God. And and when we do that, we will get rewarded because we're standing on the right side of history. We're standing on the, on the right side of God. And th that's, the great, that's one of the greatest gifts that we can ever have. That's one of the greatest gifts that we can ever receive. And, and when we do it in truth, because the Bible says in, in John chapter 8, verse 31, it reads, let me, let me get to it real quick. It reads, apologize for that. Let me get to chapter 8. 
Okay. Verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant, servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever, abideth ever. That's what it's about. The truth will set you free or make you free. And when we know the truth of the, the living, the word of God, we'll be so boastful in God that we can speak the truth and, and, and not worry about what people say and what they do. No, there was another incident. I tell you, I got stories for days. There was another incident where... I was coming from the gym, and I knew a certain number of family members were going to come over, and they're sinners, or I'll say it nicely, they're living in sin, drinking and things of that nature. And when I came home, I, God already told me that that was going to happen, and I said to myself, oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> and I, Quite frankly, I, I, I thought about <laughs> going the other entryway at my, at my home. But the Bible states that the, the wicked flees when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. So I said to myself, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in the lion's den. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm going to push forward. I'll acknowledge the people, but I'm, walking, I'm, I'm going by. Because I refuse to be in an environment of wickedness. I refuse it. I refuse it. I, I will only be... Now, the workplace is different. Because at the workplace, you, you got to be tolerant. Because <laughs> you know, we just live in an economic world. You got to be tolerant. But when it comes to the, the household, that's a different ball game. I got a choice. When it comes to the household, same as the workplace, but the fact remains, unless <laughs> you run your own business, you're going to need to deal with all different types of characters. But again, when it comes to the household, that's a different ball game. So long story short, I walked by, I was very distant, I acknowledged some people, certain someone was attempted to get me to say hi to everyone and I was showing my face, you know, leave me alone, let me just go upstairs, don't want to talk to them. And then the day after, <laughs> or some time after, certain family members of mine were saying to me, oh, you were so rude, why, why, why you do that, so-and-so? I said, what I just said to all of you, I refuse to participate in wickedness in a place that's supposedly a, a house of God. You know, and I, and I may be hurting 
some people's feelings. I, I may be exposing too much into my personal life, but this is the truth. This is the, this is reality, and it's something that many of you may relate to as well, and that's why I'm I'm sharing it. Now, let me make this statement, going back to my original story. It's important, according to the book of Matthew, in chapter 10, verse 16, where Jesus was talking to his disciples, the 12 disciples, and sending them out to the world to preach the word of God. And here's what verse 16 reads. Verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, but ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. I want to focus on verse 16. And that is a scripture where I constantly needed to work on myself. Because the words I would say, they would be in truth. They would be truthful because it's the word of God. But many times people would say to me, Oh, Ryan, you got to humble yourself. You got you got to be more more nice, you, you got to be more kind to people or whatnot. And I, I would say to myself, then I would say to them, oh, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sharing the word of God. What, what's the problem? You know, even, even recently, like a, a month or two ago, I, I was talking with a, 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 a lady you know, getting to know her or whatnot. And I may have shared this story already, but I was getting to know her. And one day she she tells me that she was taking a day off from work. I believe it was an internship or something of that nature. She was taking a day off from work because she didn't feel like driving. Because where she lived and where the job was, it was a good distance. And when she told me that, I said, okay, no problem. All right. I get it. So some days, you know, <laughs> like driving. I got it. But when I finished from the gym, I meditated on what she said. And I said to myself, ain't no way she told that to her manager. Did she lie? And then... Once it hit me, I immediately texted her. I questioned her on it. And then I went off. I, I admit, I, I went off <laughs> where I essentially said, look, I don't play that mess. I, I, I don't do that. Don't ever lie. Don't ever do any of that foolishness. And I said it in a way that was rough, that... This person, long story short, doesn't want to talk to me anymore because I convicted them of their wicked deeds. You know, in, in, the, in the book of John, 
chapter 3, there's a scripture that, that talks about that. And I want to actually read that real quick. See if I could find it. Let's see. Okay, verse 19. And this is the, well, let me go up for context. Verse 18. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. See, when, when people aren't being held accountable, when people are allowing wickedness and evil deeds to go on for such a period of time, it becomes normal to the individual where they believe that white, li- white lies are okay and all that foolishness. But when... Someone, and I believe that it was the first time someone genuinely confronted her with lying and most importantly, did it according to the word of God. And because she didn't humble herself to say, you know know what? He's right. He's right because the Bible does state to tell the truth, to not lie. One of the things that God hates is a lying tongue. And according to 1 Corinthians 6, liars will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if she were to humble herself and say, you know what? He's right. I, I was wrong. I may not like the way he said it, and I'll express that to to him, which she did. I had to push it out of her, but she did. I don't like the way he said it, but he's right. God forgive me. I apologize. I repent. But this is a person... When I asked, are you saved or not? She said, I don't know, which is lukewarmness. And again, I'm not bagging on this individual. I'm just giving you an example on how when you tell the truth to people, it's going to hurt some feelings, some people's feelings. But you can't not worry about people's emotions because emotions fluctuate like the wind. Happiness is an emotion. Sadness is an emotion. And it fluctuates from from time to time. And even if you go into the the book of Philippians, where the Apostle Paul and I believe Timothus was was talking, the the great Apostle Paul, he, he said in verse 15, Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, 
supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice. Yes, and will rejoice. So, so even the great apostle Paul, essentially, he, does, he didn't care whether or however the, the gospel was preached or taught or expressed. Along is strictly from the word of God. And it's not in a harmful way. And it's not to condemn people. Then what's the problem? The problem is the individual that's being convicted because they want to humble themselves. They want to be prideful. They, 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 they want to stay in their wicked ways. That's the problem. Period. And, 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 and we, as true born-again disciples, born-again Christians, should not have to be politically correct when it comes to the Word of God. Let me tell you, if you see, and the reason why, and I want to go back to Matthew ten sixteen, where it reads, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Why wise as a serpent? Well, you got to go back to Genesis chapter 3. And I'm going to read that real quick. Genesis chapter 3. Hallelujah. People need to hear this, man. Nowadays, people want to be politically correct and be all sensitive to people where we don't want to tell them the truth and whatnot. Man, forget that. I'm going to tell you the truth. And you don't like it, you can kick rocks. <laughs> but here in verse 3, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals to the Lord God had made. Now, what does shrewd mean? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, 1828, someone who shrewd is defined as marked by clever, discerning awareness and hard-headed, hard-headed in the word of God. You know, some people call me hard-headed. <laughs> well, I'm hard-headed in the word of God. I will never bend to any other theology or doctrine that comes in contradiction to the word of God. I'll never do that. I will be and continue to be hard-headed when it comes to the word of God because the word of God is truth and truth only. Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man shall come before the Father except through me. Jesus, Jesus also said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. What does follow Jesus mean? A disciple. I am pleased to be a disciple in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and speaking in truth is a major component when walking in the word of God. You, you gotta, you're gonna, there's going to be times where you got to tell people the cold, hard truth. And, and, and they don't receive it, that's their business. Because if they, again, according to John, John 3, 
They already condemned themselves. You didn't condemn them. They condemn themselves when they are rejecting the word of God. It's that simple. It is that simple. And, and as far as that story with the with my colleague, uh, let me finish up that story. Long story short, we end up having a conversation about it. I said what I needed to say. They said what they needed to say. And, well, on my end, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Listen, I, I don't hold grudges. I, that, I, I, we're adults. We can have conversations. We, we don't need to tell other people about what's going on with, with their business between another individual. When it had nothing to do with them, <clears throat> some being slanderous or gossiping. But have conversations and stop being so emotional. Stop. Like, I, I, I get it. Words hurt. Certain words hurt. I understand that. I've said that before. But, 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 but when, you, when you're allowing, I'm talking about opinions now, when you're allowing opinions to affect you, that just shows that there's something going on with you based on what the person said that was truthful to an extent. Well, let me tell you something. If someone makes a statement about you and you know it's false, it ain't, ain't going to affect you. It's not. It, it, it won't. But when someone makes a statement about you and has truth to it, it will affect you, positively or negatively. It will. And if someone says something truthful to you and it doesn't affect you, you you've gotten to a point where you have no shame with, with yourself. You have no shame. You, you have no respect whatsoever. You know, if I, if I tell a person, you know, my man, if it, you're, you're a homosexual, if you don't repent and turn away from your wicked ways, you're going to end up in the lake of fire. If, if there's no shift, if there's no, no effect within that person, then, then <laughs> they, they, they've numbed themselves to the point where they think it's completely okay, all, all is well, kumbaya, and all, all of that. But I'm, I'm here to tell all of you to be truthful, to stop being so sensitive to what people say from the standpoint, first off, with opinions, because it's just an opinion. And matter of fact, people know the truth about themselves. They, they know it. Whether it's deep down inside them, people know the truth. But what people do is they suppress the truth. In the, in the book of Romans, chapter 1, it speaks about that. Where in verse 18, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. So, so people know the truth about, about themselves, especially their evil deeds. They know it, but they 
they they they blind their eyes eyes and they block off their ears and they continue with their evil deeds but i'm here to tell you today there will be a time when you are face to face with yahweh and god is going to open up the book of what you done in your life and god is going to ask you you know, did you make Jesus the, the Lord of your life? And did you follow the commandments? To love God with all your heart, all thy soul, and to love thy neighbor. And wh- whatever happens for that point, hey, that's between you and God. But I'm here to tell you as well, get right with God. Get right with the truth. Don't be worrying about what people say about you, okay? From the standpoint that, first off, opinion. Just an opinion at the end of the day. That was my original point. Because it's opinion at the end of the day. And then when it comes to fact, when it comes to fact, there's just going to be moments where not everyone is going to like you. As Jesus said, Before they hated you, they hated me. You're going to have people that hate you. Okay? It's the world we live in. But but, but to to change the way you approach things, to to sell out in certain aspects of your life because you're worrying about what people say to you or what they say about you, forget that. I could care less what people say about me because you know what? My name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. I made Yeshua HaMashiach the, the Lord of my life. And I, I will never, never allow someone to change that. Never. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you say it. I don't care what you do or how you do it. I will continue to serve the true and the living God until I am in heaven. Where God will say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what's going to happen. And no one is going to steer me off the narrow path. The Bible, the Bible states that the road to hell is, is, is broad, describes it as destruction, but the path to heaven is narrow because the fact is not many people are going to go to heaven. Not, that's why it's a narrow road. It's a challenging road because there's so many trials and tribulations in the world that, that comes against you to twist the word of God, twist the doctrine of the Bible and lead you astray. But it's only the toughest soldiers in the army of God that will continue to walk step by step in the narrow path, the straight line. And continue to serve the Lord, regardless of what anyone says, regardless of how they respond. Because the fact is, and I'll end on this statement, as long as you are teaching, preaching, sharing, expressing the word of God in truth, in love, and long-suffering, in kindness, You are well. 
you will be all right. If you stand your ground with what is right. When I was at my former employer, that was a clear example of long-suffering. But I continued to stand my ground. And one of the greatest accomplishments that I've had in my life to this day is that I never wavered. I never sold out. And like, 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 like the people in the Bible when the Pharisees were just running things. Certain people sold out. They said, oh, well, 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 we'll serve your idols. We'll, 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 we'll work under you. We'll do all that. People sold out. But I had to tell you, I, I haven't sold out. And I will never sell out. And you shouldn't sell out. Because there will be a day where that will be in your story. When God will bring that up to you, why didn't you stand your ground? Why did you sell out? Why did you continue to price gouge people knowing that it was wrong? Why did you do it? It's in the books. Every time you did that, it was in the books. Every time you, 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 you didn't share the truth, it just went along with the ride, it's in the books. When you allowed people in an, an area where it's supposed to be holy and you allow alcohol in the place, you allowed it, it's in the books. Where when you allow sinners in, in a certain area where it's supposed to be holy and it's supposed to be a standard according to the word of God, according to, to 2 John, it's in the books. And that's why... When you share these things with people, when you stand your ground in the areas according to the word of God, there's going to be people that, that won't like you. There's going to be people that say hateful things. As the family member I mentioned earlier, where they said that I hate people and I'm a fake Christian. But at the end of the day, as long as you know, that you are sharing the gospel, that you are sharing the word of God, and you are being a disciple for Jesus, sharing the gospel in some way, shape, or form to people amongst you. Well done. Well done. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. I hope that all of you learned something from this episode. I pray that all of you got some knowledge and understanding from this episode because it's important. It's important to know these things so you can use these tools in your everyday life. But as I once said, someone can hand you the tools to fix the car. But if you don't, if you decide not to use the, the tools, the car will not get fixed. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. You can leave a five-star rating or a comment or both if you desire. You can follow me on all my social media platforms, and they'll be in the description below. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen... 
Stay blessed and stay well balanced. Thank you.